It is Mosley show with Stephen Simcox, and we are fortunate to be joined by LaFonzo Ellis, who, boy, he stuck with the Bears when everybody else went over to Gonzaga. They thought Gonzaga was alone. LaFonzo, you are rewarded for your faith in the Baylor Bears. Uh, congratulations. Man, you came out looking pretty good, I would say, after Monday night. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but, no, uh, it, all of the credit goes to those kids, man. I Two years ago, it, it, it's just interesting to watch them because they defend like no other and take personal pride in defending the basketball, keeping their one-on-one match, one-on-one matchup in front, Flo Bamba, and this year, Chama Chachua. Those guys do a good job of being physical and boxing out and rebounding at their position. And I don't know. I, I, I know everyone was enamored with Gonzaga, but I've said all year long that in a one-on-one matchup, I thought Baylor would win. And part of that is I thought Baylor's uh, defensive physicality, one through five, would impact their ability to be able to run offense. And that's exactly what we saw. Because as a former scorer myself, it's different when you're able to run your cuts uh, where the way you want to on the line that you want to, able to post up the way that you want to. But all of a sudden, when you get people up and in your face as a ball handler, you can have a tendency to turn your shoulder and turn back, which allows them to actually get more space. And if you are a creative ball handler and can get to the rack, I don't think there's a team in the country that has the better quartet of guards who do a tremendous job of keeping the basketball in front and if they, you do get by them, they don't give you straight line drives to the basket. And we're still talking about, so that's just their defense. Yeah. We're, still talking about the, we're still talking about the best three-point shooting team in the country uh, in the regular season, shot 42% from three, as you know, and uh, making 11 threes per game. So when you combine an elite-level defense with an elite-level scoring team, with that many shooters, and then the, the emergence and development of Matt Meyer throughout the year, I just felt that they had a clear advantage. Well, you uh, you were exactly right. And even as a Baylor alum and a fourth-generation Baylor Bear, as I sat in that arena, I, I got to say, I thought, okay, you just got to survive these early minutes. And then LaFonso, they come out and just punch them in the mouth. They're up 9-1. I mean, I can't say that I was ever comfortable until about three minutes left, but, I mean, uh, uh, even though you obviously predicted that Baylor was uh, a a better team at certain positions and and you favored the matchup, I don't even think you, LaFonso, could have expected a dominant victory like that. I think that kind of shocked everyone. Yeah, I I thought it would be a close game because I thought, all of a sudden that they would be able to at least, Gonzaga, get out and transition and get some easy ones. But uh, I thought Baylor's shot selection all game was terrific. As you know, the Bears, because of all the good handlers that they have out there before, don't turn the basketball over. And so I could, I could see early that they were able to take uh, Gonzaga out of their offense. And if you're a team that can, that can take a team out of their cuts and their movements and what they want and force them to play further out on the floor – now all of a sudden you, you have a, a clear advantage. So now does the opposing team have multiple playmakers, guys who can create their own shot off the bounce? And a, another layer of confidence that I had for Baylor, knowing that they would take Gonzaga out of their offensive scheme, is I knew that Baylor, that Gonzaga only had one guy who could create his own shot off the dribble, and that's Suggs. And that proved to be the 
case all throughout the game. Yeah, and and I you know every time like Kispert fires or anything, you just you almost think you know it's going to go in, and and they just kind of knew their patterns, threw them out of a rhythm. Talking to Lafonso Ellis, you see him on ESPN. Lafonso, you would have been a good fit in a Scott Drew program. They they caught, talk about joy, and and I always love it how much uh, you just have fun on that set, and you and Seth and. And boy, Jay joins y'all sometimes, uh, Reese. Uh, but uh, you, you know, you just have fun. You laugh at everything, and I think it brings a presence. Uh, uh, it's really cool the dynamic on the set of all the ESPN analysts. So I kind of think you would have fit in pretty well in the Scott Drew program. Oh, that's really kind of you. I appreciate that. It's but by the grace of God that I'm there, and He's given me a passion uh, for kids and the passion for hoops. And so as I step forward each night. I, I asked him if he would help me glorify him with the things that I say that are coming out of my mouth to try to be edified to uh, both opponents, coach, both, both teams' coaches, and uh, both teams' kids. And, uh, you know, I get, I'm in a great spot that God's placed me in that I get a chance to enjoy watching these kids grow from freshmen uh, to, to a little bit timid their freshman year and kind of not fully understand what's, what, what's going on. But after a full year or two, and the system becoming very confident. You can see their shoulders back when even they're communicating with we uh, media people. And not to mention, I just love the game, the X's and O's of the game, strategy, etc. So I'm very grateful to God for having given me such a wonderfully rewarding second career after my NBA career. Yeah, and we remember those NBA days, those nuggets and what y'all did in that playoff. I was in college, and, and uh, you came out. You were, I think, number five overall pick, and – those nuggets early on, if I thought hard enough, you had some teammate from uh, uh, probably Wake Forest. Was it Rodney Rogers who was just in? It, yeah, just insanely talented. Yeah, yeah, we had a good, a really good young team. Zikembe uh, Mutombo, of course, was the anchor defensively. Uh, was formerly Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf was our point guard. Brian Smith from the University of Virginia was our two. Reggie Williams from Georgetown who played on that national championship. Georgetown team with Patrick Ewing was our small forward. And then we had Rodney Rogers from Wake Forest, as you mentioned. Tom Hammonds from Georgia Tech. Robert Pat, USC. <laughs> Brian Williams, who became Bison Dele uh, from the University of Arizona. So we had a really young, very talented, confident team. Yeah, you and those are some personalities. Pack used to. I was always amazed at how fast he could get it up the court. He, in in some ways, he never probably reached his potential. But there were times when Pack almost seemed to be about the most athletic person I'd ever seen on a court, and you got to see it up close. Talking to Lafonso Ellis, uh, who uh, uh, one of the ESPN's analysts, does such a great job. He's been talking about Baylor all year. Let, put your NBA hat on uh, real quick. And Davion Mitchell, I, I gotta fi- I find it funny that all these, you know what's going to happen, all these mock drafters will suddenly kind of uh, just put his name up there a lot higher than they had it. And, and, and now you have even Fran Fraschillo, one of your colleagues, telling me the other day, hey, I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. What, what, do you, what do you see Davion as an NBA player? Because obviously he's made himself into to one of the great two-way players in college basketball. I, I think Davion Mitchell is worthy of being a lottery pick in this year's draft. 
very, very few times that you find someone who can get up and underneath any guard in our league and be able to defend for 94 feet. Tough, physical, uh, can, 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 has a burst about him that, and I actually think people are going to see more, see how athletic he truly is because at that level, it's basketball only. You're actually more rested. And, uh, I mean, how about, how about the, you and I talked earlier about growth and development and the, the privilege I get to watch it over uh, some of the kids two to three years and some most of them four. Damian Mitchell, when he transferred from Auburn, you could stand off of him for 10 feet and dare him to shoot the basketball right. And then he works on his game, he works on his game, and from a percentage standpoint, I don't know if he finished that way, but I don't think any of us would have been able to look at those four guards, Butler, uh, Swagler, Teague, and Mitchell, and think that Davion Mitchell would be the percentage-wise best three-point shooting uh, player on that Baylor team. So credit to him and the work and the uh, effort that he put in on, on improving his shot to go along with his prowess on the defensive end. I will be disappointed and absolutely shocked if he's not a lottery pick. Well, that's pretty cool to hear. Um, and uh, it is funny how we sort of make these market adjustments based on things that happened in the tournament. We knew You knew he was a great player all year. <clears throat> Suddenly, since he did it in such a public way in the tournament, he's going to shoot up there. Jared Butler, most uh, – so I, who knows? I mean, you got to get Butler and – uh, and Davion in the first round. Maceo could sneak in the second round, maybe a European player. But uh, And then these, these next guys, you know, Meyer uh, is just a monster. I mean, he is, he can, he is so highly skilled. Um, I, I, you know, do you see him? I mean, he's got your height. Um, and you all may honestly kind of had similar games to a certain extent. I don't remember. I was trying to remember how many threes you were taking back in the day. But what do you think Meyer's future holds? I love Matt Meyer on national television probably back in January, and I've continued to repeat it. Uh, I, I'd be shocked if Matt Meyer's not playing in our league and playing for, in our league for a long time. And, and part, the, the next le- – so we know he can score the basketball at any level. I, I, I was absolutely thrilled that Scott would allow him to actually handle the ball in pick-and-roll situations. And, and, and how, about, how about Matt making the right reads? In a, he's six nine. <laughs> he's six nine and playing as the pick and roll handler, right? And, and recognizing whether the dive guy or the roll up guy was actually open and able to put that basketball on the hands on time and on target. And of course, he can shoot it with deep range from anywhere on the floor. He can create his own shot off the dribble. Obviously, when they do that dribble handoff series, and he ended up with a four or a five on him, he'll pop back. Uh, a couple dribbles, back dribble, and then put it on the deck and get to the rim. There's two things for him to be a surefire uh, first-round pick, and if he can master these two things, I think he would be a lottery pick coming out of college. If he can get stronger through his hips, thighs, that when he's driving it, that he's not able to get knocked off of his line. And then secondly, I do think his lateral, and, and that'll help him in terms of his lateral strength as he's sliding defensively, because if there's one area of his game that struggles, now he's really good when he's standing in front of you uh, with using his hands to disrupt, but, but he's got to improve with his lateral uh, sliding and his lateral quickness and strength uh, to be not, not only a guy who could get you 20 on the offensive end because he can create his own shot and has unlimited range, 
but a guy who can actually hold his own on the defensive end as well that can maybe be one of those guys that can switch one through four, depending on how much weight he puts on, maybe one through five, but initially one through four, and be able to hold his own. So if he can get stronger in those areas, get better with his lateral uh, sliding ability, then I think that puts him in the in, in the lottery pick area. But at um, with one just right now, because of all those things I just described, mm-hmm. I would think first-round pick after senior year. All right. Well, I got to say, you've obviously done some coaching. Um, if uh, you know Hubert went from ESPN to the bench, and now he's UNC's coach, uh, other people have been hired from ESPN. If your alma mater ever comes calling, Lafonso, you might have to. You may not be able to turn that down. <laughs> we're, we're always open, man. But I, I, I'm grateful for the spot that God has given me. And I want to honor him in every way with what he's given me. And so I'm in a great wheelhouse right now. I'm very grateful. All right. It's going to be fun. Big 12. Now Moser at at OU. Beard goes to Texas. Adams at Texas Tech. I mean, this is really going to be fun. Is there, do you, what do you think of those hires, by the way? Do you, does, does one of those, and obviously UNC was a huge opening. Indiana takes Mike Woodson. I mean, which is the, is there one that just really kind of, shocked you or blew your mind or that you love of, of all those hires? I, I, I wasn't shocked by any of them, but the one that I love is, uh, is, is, is Texas. I mean, I, I thought Chris Beard, now I'm sad, of course, for Texas Tech because uh-huh. that's a huge loss, but at the same time, you could just sense, you could just sense that there was a bit of displeasure with, with Shaka Smart, and I think both Shaka and Texas needed a new start. And I don't think they could have gotten a better dude, um, a better dude than Chris Beard. And part of that is, what, here's what I wondered, right? So Shaka, we've gotten to know him uh, with his uh, scramble defense and havoc and that kind of thing. And I've been sitting back waiting and to see havoc actually at Texas, right? Just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, he's been put, put dudes in, in the league, which is great. Uh, he's had some really competitive teams. But what Chris Beard is going to that the culture that you saw at Texas Tech is the culture that Chris Beard is going to bring at Texas. And, and when you have a culture, now you're all bringing in guys who fit your culture and your style. I love to see guys be successful or fail doing it the way that's true to them. And I didn't think Shaka did that when he was at Texas. I hope he's able to do that at Marquette. Chris Beard will certainly do that at Texas. I think you're right. Although the 40 acres, it's a, it's a pleasant place. It's hard to get that – mentality there because people just enjoy themselves and we'll see new football coach new basketball coach Lafonso, you're the best we love watching you kevin connor's up there's another great friend who uh loves baylor basketball i, I mean i just yeah those are great guys yes wonderful guys I'm, I'm grateful to be able to work with them all right there he goes appreciate it Lafonso ellis joining the matt mosley show espn central texas